What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we're going to go through every single game that occurred on Saturday on this wonderful Mother's Day weekend. Sunday is Mother's Day, so you'll be seeing a lot of players with the pink bats, pink gloves, pink cleats. It's always a good time. You know, when Major League Baseball gets to have the players celebrate Mother's Day, the same thing's going to happen for Father's Day, I think, next month. It's always great. So expect to see a lot of pink on Sunday. But let's go ahead and start in LA where the Dodgers beat the Padres 4-2 on Saturday at Dodgers Stadium thanks to another strong start from Julio Urias. So Urias is, has been putting together good numbers. I mean, let's let's take it back to 2020, a few years ago during their World Series run. The Dodgers asked him to play a hybrid role. They used him as a starter when needed. They also used him as a reliever. And he actually recorded the final out and secured that championship for them. But then, in 2021, they asked him to become a full-time starter. And he responded by being the only pitcher in the majors to win 20 games that year. And then last year, they asked him to play a more prominent role. And he came through once again, leading the National League with a 2.16 ERA. So, coming into 2023... They're stepping it up even more. They're asking him to be the ace of their pitching staff. That's the most logical progression after what he's done each of the past few years. And through nine starts, Urias has certainly held his own. I mean, he he threw seven strong innings on Saturday against the Padres. And he is the ace of that Dodgers pitching staff. He is that front-line guy. So he's doing his job. And now... The Dodgers have opened up a six-game lead in the NL West over San Diego. So shout out to Julio Urias. If we head to Detroit, Bryce Miller's strong start to his career continues. So this was his third major league start for the Seattle Mariners. And he threw seven scoreless against the Tigers. Now he's lowered his ERA to 0.47. So in each of his first three starts, he's gone at least six innings while allowing one or less you know, one run or less, three hits or fewer, one walk or fewer. So that's what he's done each of his first three starts. And in doing so, he's joined an exclusive club. I mean, it's a club that's so exclusive. In fact, he's the only member. That's right. So Bryce Miller, the Mariners' number two prospect, has started his career in a way no other starter has has done before. I mean, 19 innings so far through three starts. He has a 0.47 ERA and a 0.42 whip. So Bryce Miller continues to roll. Miller time. I, I, I'm saying it. I'm calling it right here. That needs to be a trademark. The Mariners marketing department jumps on. Miller time. That's they could definitely sell a lot of tickets and definitely cash in on this. It's a it's a it's a good one. It's a good one. So it, the fact that he's playing well also helps him with that. But Teoscar Hernandez homered, and so did Jared Kelnick. Both of them hit their eighth home run of the year. Kelnick continues to have a strong season. If you move out to Colorado, the Phillies beat the Rockies 7-4. In this game, you got a solid return to the rotation for Ranger Suarez. But then you also got Bryce Harper with the bat. Two for four with a home run and a double, his second home run of the year. Harper has looked good in his return. You know, I think I was the one just not long ago saying that it was a mistake for him not to go down to the minor leagues for rehab games, but he's proven me wrong. He didn't need that at all. I mean, Harper right now is hitting 361 with a 1050 OPS. So 
he's just fine and looking really good. And the Phillies now all of a sudden are second in the NL East after that somewhat rough start first few weeks, but now they're healthy. Look look up and you see they're right where they wanted to be. Castellanos is having a very good year. He's bounced back. He's three for four, eight ninety one OPS this season. That's exactly what you want to see after a you know somewhat down year from him last season. If we head out to New York, where the Yankees got another win. They beat the Rays by a score of 9-8. So Aaron Judge homered twice in this one. And it was a close game. 9-8 Yankees, but Aaron Judge with two home runs, I would say, was the was the uh you know highlight for New York. Yandy Diaz did hit a grand slam for Tampa Bay in what was a big fifth inning, but you know, the New York Yankees were able to stave this one off. So two home runs from Judge. He's looking healthy after you know had that had a bit of a scare. He was out with hip injury for some time. On the other side of things, though, Randy Rosarena continues to rake for the race. He was three for four in this game. Now he's hitting 329 with a 994 OPS. That dude just can't stop hitting right now. He's looking really sharp. Let's jump down to Miami, where the Marlins hosted the Cincinnati Reds. The Reds won this game by a score of 6-5. Jake Fraley hit a three-run homer. Jazz Chisholm hit a solo homer for the Marlins. But so Sandy Alcantara was on the mound. He's a reigning Cy Young winner. So he's on the mound for the Marlins. He struck out nine and seven and two-thirds. But at the end of the day, he gave up. So that, that's the good part, right? Nine, nine strikeouts and seven and two-thirds, but he gave up six earned runs. It's been a rough year for Alcantara so far this season. 4.91 ERA. And uh, he just hasn't uh he just hasn't performed to the same level that he was doing last year. Hopefully he can turn around, but you know, they're hitting him around quite a bit this season. And it's just not looking like he like he was before. For the for the for the Reds, you know, like I said, they get a six five win. Jake Fraley with that big hit there, uh, with a big homer there. And you know, Cincinnati, there's they're eighteen and twenty one. The Marlins are nineteen and twenty one. These are two similar teams. You know, since he is fourth in the NL Central, Marlins are fourth in the NL East. These teams are you know, they're better than they were last year. Let's just say that. They're better than they were last year, but just still making their way up, trying to become relevant again. If we jump to Minnesota, the Twins broke out the bats here. 11-1 victory over the Cubs. Joey Gallo hit a mammoth three-run homer for his eighth of the year. Alex Kirilov hit two home runs for the Twins. I mean, let's talk about Alex Kirilov a little bit, right? So, I mean, after two years of frustration, two years of fits and starts, he's been hurt a lot over the past few years. I mean, he's still 25. Super highly touted prospect coming up, but injuries have slowed the start of his big league career. I mean, he's seen his first two MLB seasons cut short by surgeries on his right wrist, a nagging injury, which limited him to 59 games, you know, the other year. But on Saturday, three for three with two home runs and a double for him. Joey Gallo goes two for five with a home run and a double and four RBIs. But Kirilov, I talk about pedigree a lot, right? I, I, I've talked about it. He has pedigree, top prospect pedigree. This is someone, you know, if he's healthy, maybe this year is finally the year that he, pu- he puts together a full season as far as, like, you know, as far as games played. And we'll get to see that talent on full display. Because right now, he's swinging it. He's hitting 438 with a 1466 OPS. But he only has 16 at-bats. He, he just only played a few games. But he's off to a good start. Let's cross our fingers and hope Kirilov is 
healthy this whole season so we can see what he's truly made of. 11-1 was the final score for the Twins over the Cubs. If we go to Toronto, the Blue Jays beat the Braves 5-2 up in Toronto. And, I mean, this this helps them get the series win. Pivotal series win over the Braves. Um, I mean, just decent game all around on both sides, honestly. You had Bryce Elder on the mound for the Braves. Five innings, two earned runs. Not, nothing bad on his end. Ozuna from the Braves, two for three with a homer and a walk, two RBIs. But on the Blue Jays side of things, they were just a little bit better. Just a little bit better on that side. And then that's how you see Bo Bichette, you know, two for four right there. And Kevin Kiermeyer, even at the bottom of the lineup, hitting three for four. And he's hitting 311 with an 857 OPS on the year. Kiermeyer's putting up good offensive numbers in, in the time that he's seen this season. So the Blue Jays are third in the AL East. Braves are first in the NL East, just for some perspective there. If we go to Oakland, where the Rangers continue to beat up on the um, <laughs> on the lowly Oakland Athletics, let's just let's just be honest here. It was a five nothing shutout for Texas. It was a John Gray show, and John Gray was on the mound for the Rangers. Eight shutout innings with five strikeouts, and then you had Nathaniel Lowe, two for four with a homer and two RBIs. Uh, Ezekiel Duran. Two-run homer for the Rangers. Easy wins, honestly, beating up on... The, like, the Rangers are just padding their stats, playing the athletics, but they're in the same division, so they will be playing each other much, much more this season. But Rangers continue to lead that AL West in what has been one of the early surprises in 2023. And if we head to Boston, the Cardinals beat the Red Sox again. This time, 4-3. They took the lead in the ninth inning. Kind of spoiled what was a strong start by Chris Sale. Eight innings, one earned run, nine strikeouts. Now Chris Sale's put together a couple good starts in a row. But, you know, his his team is, uh, I mean, it, it was a blown save by Kenley Jansen. That's what happened here. You had a blown save by Kenley Jansen in the ninth inning. And that's how the Cardinals end up coming back to win this. Noah Arenado seems like he's heating up you know, after a, a monster game on Friday. And now he... Comes back with a home run on Saturday. Seems like that bat is warming up. He's hopefully getting back to being the Nolan Arenado we're used to seeing. And moving on to Cleveland, where the Guardians hosted the Angels. This was an 8-6 Guardians victory. Josh Naylor hit a go-ahead three-run homer, which was, I would say, which was a big swing in this one. Go-ahead three-run homer. And this is a Guardians rally. Mickey Moniak is with the Angels now. And uh, remember, former number one overall pick. I think he was number one overall pick in 2016. And, you know, was with the Phillies for some time, and now he's with the Angels. But he was three for four with a homer. He homered to lead, to lead off the game, actually. his first of the season. On the Guardian side, Stephen Kwan was three for three. Ahmed Rosario, three for four. But Guardians end up winning 8-6 in Cleveland. They are second in the... AL Central, and they have a losing record. Second AL Central with an 18 and 21 record goes to show you the difference, right? I mean, look, compare the AL East to the AL Central, and you see the huge disparity between the strength of teams. In Baltimore, the Orioles beat the Pirates 2-0. Adley Rutschman hit a home run, and so did Gunnar Henderson. Those were the two runs that they scored. 
And then on the mound, you had, you had, uh, Taylor Wells, seven innings, no earned runs, eight strikeouts right there. And that was, that was all they needed. Strong pitching from Taylor Wells. And then you have Rutch and Henderson, the, you know, the young rookies putting together some good ABs, driving the ball out of the yard. In Milwaukee, the Brewers beat the Royals again. This time it was a two home run game by Christian Yelich. Two for four, two homers and three ribbies leading the way for Milwaukee as they're first in the NL Central. So if we look at Yelich, you know, he's still only hitting 255 of the 744 OPS on the season. It's hard to know what kind of player he is at this stage. Obviously, he's not the MVP guy that we saw in what was that 2019 or 2018, 2018. And almost doing the same in 2019. But um, he'll still show flashes of brilliance, which is what he did on Saturday there with two home runs as the Brewers beat the Royals by a score of 4-3. And then White Sox beat the Astros in Chicago 3-1. You know, it's been interesting for the White Sox. They had a terrible month of April, but May has, has been a lot better. Dylan Seas was on the mound for Chicago. Six shutout innings with five strikeouts. And then Yohan Moncada was three for four with two doubles and a run. Scored Luis Robert two for four with a home run and two ribbies for Chicago. So the White Sox end up beating the the Astros by a score of 3-1. Astros still trying to find their identities, still trying to figure things out. They have been battling a lot, a lot of injuries and some inconsistency from certain players. But, you know, at the end of the day, it is a long season. This is the reigning World Series champion. They will be getting Altuve back eventually. And same with Lance McCullers Jr. So those guys will definitely add to add to their depth. And obviously, just those are starters <laughs> that will be right there in their lineup. And they're also hoping to get uh, Michael Brantley back eventually. But unfortunately, Brantley had a setback during his rehab. So he, went, he had shoulder surgery. And uh, he's been finding his way back from that. He was on a rehab assignment, and then he had inflammation in his shoulder. So now they shut him down. So we don't know when Michael Brantley will be back into the Astros lineup again. And going out to Arizona, the D-backs beat the Giants 7-2. Zach Gallen was on the mound here. And he was backed by red-hot rookie Dom Fletcher once again. He led the offense with two a two for four, a homer, and a triple and five RBIs. Gallon went seven and two thirds with two earned runs and six strikeouts for the Snakes as they beat the Giants seven two. The D-backs are second in the NL West, everyone. If you're listening to this, second in the NL West. Keep that in mind because we always talk about the Dodgers and Padres, but the D-backs all of a sudden this year, they mean business. And last but not least, we go to Washington, D.C., where this game was suspended in the top of the third. So it's a one nothing Nationals lead, and they'll continue on Sunday with a, with a doubleheader. They'll finish up you know, this game, and then they'll play the second game. But they had a long delay out there in D.C. before they finally announced it. I think fans were out the field for four hours before they found out the game was going to be suspended, which is, you know, that, that's not a great way to <laughs> – that's not a great way to spend a, a Saturday – but, um, yeah, this game is suspended right now. It's a one nothing Nats lead at Nats Park in the top of the third. So we'll have the, the full results when that game does conclude on Sunday. But uh, 
That's going to do for today, folks. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.